Eagles by eight. Brady lines them up. He's back again. He steps up. He's hit. He stumbles. He is throwing it deep for the end zone. And it is batted around. And it's a play. And the game is over. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. Let the celebration begin. at home folks at home welcome to the newest episode of take a lead it is me the one and only john o'halloran if you guys want to follow those social media it's always been the same the last five years maybe i shouldn't even plug anymore the instagram is john o'halloran 15 the twitter is underbar john underbar o'halloran and the take the lead social media is ttl pod on both instagram and twitter as you can tell ryan couldn't make it today but you know what? It's okay. I still wanted to bring you guys a podcast. And let's start with some NFL. Big news in the NFL yesterday. The salary cap leaps to $255.4 million in 2024. Uh, an additional $74 million will be uh, given per team for player benefits, which include performance-based and benefits for retired players. The total 24, uh, 2024 player cost will be uh, $329.4 million per club. Or uh, 10.5 billion league wide. Uh, the unprecedented uh, 30 million increases from 2023 uh, salary cap is a result of the full uh, repayment of all amounts um, advanced by the clubs or uh, deferred by players during the uh, COVID 19 pandemic, as well increase to the uh, media revenue of the upcoming season. So uh, from 2020, uh, it was 198.2 million. In 2021, it was 182.5 million. Uh, in 2022, uh, did I say 2022 or 2021? Uh, 2022 was, uh, 208.2 million. In 2023, it was 224.8 million. And this year, 255.4 million. Uh, solar teams are working under the, um, under the cap number for the next season will fall between 242 million and 245 million per ESPN's Dan Gazzo. However, the figure uh, ex- exceeded the protection, uh, projections. Uh, it could change the uh, strategy of how many clubs ahead of free agency. The Washington Commanders are currently um, projected to have the most salary cap uh, space uh, this uh, available this uh, upcoming offseason with 87 uh, million uh, per over the cap. The Buffalo Bills are currently. Uh, forty-one point seven million uh, over the cap limit. So they really, so the Bills really can't go out and sign anybody unless they release uh, players. Because I know they got a, a lot of upcoming free agents. Um, unless they trade people, unless no players can um, 
know, restructure the contracts to get people because Buffalo really has not, not a lot of money to spend. Teams have until 4 p.m. Eastern, March 13th, prior to the start of free agency in the uh, new uh, year league uh, to get under the salary cap. Um, there's a tweet from uh, uh, Sportech that 2024 franchise tag values quarterbacks are 38.3 million, running backs are 11.9 million, wide receivers are 21.8 million, tight ends 12.6 million. Uh, old line 20.9 million. Uh, defensive tackle 22.1 million. Um, defensive end 21.3 million. Linebacker 24 million. Cornerback 19.8 million. Um, special teams uh, 17.8 million. And kicker slash punter 5.9 million. The league also uh, released each uh, positional value of players who receive the franchise tag. Um, the figures for fifth uh, year option for 2021 first rounds, which include uh, Trevor Lawrence, Mark Chase, Mika Parsons, others will uh, be revealed Friday uh, per Purcello. Clubs up until uh, May 2nd to ob- uh, exercise options. So in those, so I got a list right here of teams that can go out there and um, sign players. Um, like I said, the Commanders, $87.5 million. So the Commanders come out there. They can really, really improve their team. Um, they can bring in... Um, From upcoming free agents in the NFL. I mean, there's no way. I mean, the quarterback you can bring uh, Kirk Cousins, but I doubt them. I I doubt they're going to bring Kirk Cousins. It's quite obvious they're going to draft probably Caleb Williams if he's there. Um, No running back. I mean, I don't. I don't really think they need a running back. But if they do know, they can bring in Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, uh, Shaquan Barkley, Tony Pollard, Austin Eckler. Just name a few. No to um, no to no build this team and help this team, especially if they draft Caleb Williams, um, or no Drake May. You know, they they draft a quarterback. They can go out and they can sign players to improve this team. No wide receivers. You know, uh, it seems like Mike Evans might not come back to the Bucks, so you can sign Mike Evans. No, I mean, do you want to sign Odell Beckham? Um, you know, Calvin Ridley's out there. You can sign Calvin Ridley. You no, know, T. Higgins just got franchise tagged by the Bengals. You can sign Michael Pittman Jr. Um, No, the, 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 the commanders can work there. They can they can sign no, a lot of players and and build this team and build up wherever they draft. No, Patriots are at eighty two point nine million. Chicago Bears eighty point four million. Tennessee Titans seventy eight point six million. The Bengals seventy two point eight million. The Colts seventy two point three million. Texans Texans can continue to improve this team. What a pat! What a season the Texans had this past season, making the playoffs. They got sixty seven point six million to spend. The Lions Lions can improve sixty three point seven million. Uh, the Cardinals fifty five point one million. Uh, Raiders come in ten at forty eight point seven million. They got the Rams at eleven, uh, forty five point uh, ninety nine million. The Buccaneers forty five point five million, which I'm sure the Bucks are going to use that most at to sign uh, Baker Mayfield and probably try to bring back um, Mike Evans. Uh, the Panthers come in at thirteenth uh, with uh, forty two point million to spend. The Falcons thirty eight point five million. You got the Vikings thirty seven point nine million. 
Uh, Giants coming at 16 with 32.9 million. The Eagles at 17 with the uh, most money spent 32.2 million. It makes more players are going to restructure the contract to you know get that up more to bring people in. Uh, the Chiefs at 27.7 million. The Chiefs got a lot to figure out here. Um, it's, you know do what they want to do. They got you no know, two big free agents that um that they need, uh, need to bring back. Jaguars at 19 at uh, 24.7 million. The Ravens at 18.5 million. Ravens don't got a lot to spend. Uh, the Jets at 15.1 million. Uh, Seahawks at 22nd at 12.97 uh, 12 uh, million. They don't got a lot to spend. Green Bay at 8.2 million. I mean, they can't do a lot there. Pittsburgh, same thing at 7.4 million. The 49ers at 25th, uh, 8,334. So they really can't go out and no, I mean, what are the 49ers going to do? They just made the Super Bowl. Um, unless players can restructure the contract because they might not be able to have a lot to do. Then you got teams who really can't do anything. The Browns at $6.2 million um, over the cap. They got the Cowboys at $8.2 million over the cap. The Broncos at $10.7 million over the cap. Unless they trade um, Russell Wilson, then... They can go and do stuff. They got the Charger at $22.1 million. The Dolphins at $38.5 million over the cap. They got the Saints over the cap at $40.1 million. I already mentioned how the uh, Bills are complete over the cap at $41.7 million. So, no, there are your teams that can go and do stuff, and there's your teams on the bottom that really can't do anything. Um, like I said, no, the, the commanders come out there, and they can really continue to prove this team, depending on who they draft. You know, if they draft one of those young, obviously, it's going to be either, either gonna, I'm sure Caleb Williams is going to draft number one. Unless the Bears keep Justin Fields, you know, they can draft um, Drake Main and you know, build around him, or like I said, Caleb Williams, depending if he's there. Um, so it, it's going to be very interesting what teams you know that are over the cap, what they do. And the teams that have the money know who they're gonna go, who they're gonna go spend, who they're gonna go bring. Like the Patriots, the Patriots. I've said plenty of times. I know the Patriots come out there; they can go out and you know spend money, bring people in. Like I said, I said T. They can sign T. Higgins, but T. Higgins has got a franchise tag, which is smart for the Bengals to do because Jamar Chase and uh, T. Higgins have formed one of the best wide receiver duos in the uh, NFL. I know this past season it wasn't that good. You know, T. Higgins didn't have a good season. Um, if I'm not mistaken, hurt. I'm sure he was. I think he was hurt for most of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Then uh, Joe Burrow got shut down. Joe Burrow didn't have a great season at all. Um, no, Higgins has served as number two uh, in Cincinnati, like I said, alongside Jamar Chase. So he exceeded 1,000 yards in 2021 and 2022, a combined by 13 touchdowns. Uh, I know he came off a down year. He was limited just to 12 games, so he was injured. I uh, posted career lows and receptions 42 and receiving yards uh, 656 in 2023. Um, no, the Bengals are pro. I've uh, pro. I've no. Uh, not a good job in retaining key members of the offensive line after the uh, they uh, franchise uh, signed Justin uh, Justin Joe Burrow to the five year twenty seventy five million dollar extension. In addition to addressing Higgins' long term future, uh, Chase is eligible for an extension this offseason, which I'm sure they'll do. You definitely don't want to let a wide receiver like Jamar Chase leave and T Higgins. Just imagine both those guys leave. You know what happens with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati? You know it's good that they're keeping um, T Higgins. Um, and I'm sure they're going to you know, try their best to uh, keep uh, Jamar Chase next season. Uh, let's continue with NFL. Um, this is some big news. We haven't mentioned uh, this guy in a podcast in a very, oh, probably about two years now. I think the last I mentioned him with was either with Will or Ryan. Um, yesterday, uh, two days ago, the uh, Chiefs signed um, Matt uh, Arzia. I'm sure you guys remember, know his whole situation, know the Bills drafted him a few years ago. 
Then a whole situation came out uh, being that uh, a woman alleged that she was raped by him and by uh, the San Diego football uh, players in uh, 2021. The sign was announced by his agent, Joe Linta, and confirmed a short while later. Uh, he says, I am proud and honored to sign a contract with the Chiefs. He said in a statement, I am thrilled to be part uh, to be able to continue my NFL career. I want to thank my family who have been uh, my rock and many friends who have been uh, uh, unwavering on their support. I'm excited to begin my next phrase of my career with the Super Bowl champs. He earned the nickname the Punk God at, at San Diego uh, State while earning All-American honors during the 2021 uh, season. Uh, with his massive uh, kicks, helped the uh, Aztecs uh, to get a school best 12-2 and uh, record his senior season. He was drafted by the Buffalo Bills in the sixth round of the 2022 NFL Draft. But he was released two days later after the, uh, that woman filed the lawsuit. She uh, alleged that 17, she was 17 while attending off-campus uh, party in October 2021. Uh, when he was then 21, had sex with her in a uh, side yard at uh, an off-campus house. The woman claimed... Uh, he brought her to a bedroom where a group of men uh, took turns raping her, but uh, Arzia has, uh, has said he never entered the room during the uh, party and left before the alleged uh, rape occurred. The woman reported uh, the alleged assault to San Diego police the following day. Her uh, lawsuit was uh, filed in August of 2022. Um, he and most of other players named in the lawsuit claimed that their encounters uh, with her were casual. Uh, after a month-long investigation, the San Diego State County District Attorney Office said in December it would not file criminal charges. An audio recording was released after a meeting between prosecutors and the woman in which the Deputy District Attorney uh, Trisha Amar said she uh, concluded based on a witness statement that he wasn't even at the party anymore when the alleged rape had occurred and uh, he wasn't visible in the videos that were recovered. Uh, the woman agreed to dismiss him from the lawsuit and he agreed to dismiss a uh, defamation uh Connor suit against her. Um, he, he, Matt uh, has been forced to uh, defend himself the last sixty months against false allegations in campus, in a, cam in a campaign to ruin his uh, career in the NFL. He'll never get his uh, time in his life back. His attorneys, uh, Dick uh, Sermangina and Christian Bush, said in a statement. Um, last year, the New York Jets hosted him for a workout at the team facility six days after San Diego State investigation had no found uh, wandering by him in the connection uh, with the alleged rape. He did not sign up the team. Um, though it's good to see you know him get another chance in the NFL. Um, he's getting a chance to play with the you know back-to-back -back, uh, Super Bowl champions, the Chiefs. You now the Chiefs have a chance to make history uh, to win three straight, which I definitely think that this team can do it. Um, no, uh, Tommy Town said a first team All Pro in twenty twenty two will be free agent uh, next month. The Chiefs uh, are hard pressed by salary cap, and it appears they have uh, decided they can save money by signing Arzia uh, to replace the punter uh, the past uh, four years. Um, no, it's good to see him get another chance in the NFL. It's good to see him though live his dream. It's good to see him, and it's good to hear though he wasn't part of that alleged rape. Um, no, it's scary. You know what can happen in this world. No, this guy would no gets shafted by the Bills. No, he gets a phone call saying, "No, hey, this is the Buffalo Bills. No, we we love what you did in college. We've seen the videos. We've seen your highlights. We you see what we we seen what you can do by punting the ball. Um, no, we want to. We're going to draft you. You get drafted. Then this happens, and you say to yourself, "No, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And you and you know you didn't do it." And you're you know, watching NFL games and you're saying to yourself, I should be out there. That should be me right now. I did not do this. And it's good to see, you know, three, you no, know, two or three years later, whatever it's been, to see that he was not part of it. And it's good to see him back in the NFL. 
And it's good to see him, though. As much as I want the Chiefs, as much as I don't want the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, you know, this team has a chance to 3 P. And I'm surprised if they do. And it's good to see him, though, have an opportunity with the Super Bowl champions. Uh, speaking more, more, uh, more about the NFL, um, Patriots offense coordinator Alex Van Pelt isn't ruling out Mac Jones potentially returning as a team starting quarterback in 2024 despite disappointing 2023 campaign. He said, right now, everything's on the table. We're still working through the process. Uh, when that time comes, I'm sure it will be a, 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 a collaborative effort. Um, and we'll make the right decision, he added. Nothing uh, n- nothing that he's met with Jones since being named the Patriots from Officer Corden on February 1st. Uh, no, his rookie season, Mac Jones had a great rookie, uh, very, very good uh, rookie season. Uh, but no, he hasn't been able to, you know, do the same. hasn't been able to, you know, accumulate the that that success you no know, since his rookie season. He finished uh, twenty twenty three, which is two thousand uh, one hundred twenty uh, two thousand one hundred twenty yards, ten touchdowns against twelve interceptions across eleven starts. Uh, the Patriots benched him you no know, multiple times uh, this past season. Not that the Patriots benched him multiple times last season too. Um, He's considered a trade candidate this offseason as Patriots kick off a new era uh, with uh, Gerard Mayo um, as the new head coach of Patriots, who uh, went 4-13 in 2023 on the uh, third overall pick in this year's draft. They can set the quarterback in April. Uh, There's some good pieces in uh, place, uh, Van Belt said of his new squad. Uh, the best thing for everybody, if it's going to be a fresh start for everybody, I've, I've talked uh, to a couple guys already, uh, to come out with a clean slate. Um, no perceived expectations or notions uh, of those guys, uh, who those guys are, uh, and then we'll build uh, from the ground up. Um, you know, it's going to be very interesting what the Patriots do. You know, if Marvin Harrison Jr. is still there, do you draft Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr.? And do you keep Mac Jones? Then with the money do you have, do you go and sign like Michael Pittman Jr.? And your number one can be Michael Pittman Jr. Your number two can be Marvin Harrison Jr. or vice versa. Um, do you trust Ramondre Stevenson or do you go and do you sign a running back? Like Saquon Barkley. So that way you can have Saquon Barkley as a running back. You got you no know, your wide receivers are Marvin Harrison Jr., Michael Pittman Jr. Or you go out and sign another. Maybe you don't even sign him. You sign a different wide receiver. No, you sign uh then then Mac Jones has weapons. I think the biggest problem for Mac Jones since he's been in the NFL, he hasn't had a good offense around him. I mean, look at his wide receiver since coming to the NFL. He hasn't had good wide receivers. Um, you know, do you sign a good running back, draft Marvison Harrison Jr., and sign a wide receiver? You already got a good defense, you fix the offense. I think with all that, Mac Jones bringing no sign, building around Mac Jones, drafting a good uh, like I said, Marvin Harrison Jr. signing running back, signing wide receiver. I think that can help Mac Jones. I really do. Instead, you know, drafting a different quarterback, um, you know, uh, regardless who's under center for the Patriots, uh, Van Belt said he knows that he wants from his next quarterback. He said, uh, smart though and a leader, Van Belt answered when asked what a uh, single card's most important traits. Obviously, there's accuracy um, in the past game, mobility and decision making. There's a lot of going in, uh, goes into it. Uh, the great players are often the best leaders and the most competitive guys. Um, another call, no, I, I just, like I said, I think the biggest problem for Mac Jones since coming to the NFL. He had a good rookie season, but besides that, he, he really hasn't had a lot of weapons. 
he hasn't had a he just hasn't had a lot to he just hasn't had a lot to throw to. Like I said, drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. Bringing in a no running back and wide receiver. I truly believe that would help Mac Jones instead of drafting a quarterback. I'll speak about more about the Patriots. Um, Matthew Slater retired after 16 years. Uh, no, this guy was a heart and soul of the Patriots. You know, this guy led this special teams for you know many, many, many years. He's probably one of the greatest special team players to ever play the game. Um, no, he helped the Patriots within three Super Bowls. He finished his career with 10 Pro Bowls, the most ever for special teams player. In 2008, he said, I came here as a young man with hopes and dreams. Um, the former uh, fifth-round uh, pick wrote in a statement, In 2024, I can retire knowing this experience has exceeded uh, any hope and dream I've ever had. Uh, uh, Slater also claimed uh, eight All-Pro uh, bursts, including the first five uh, first team selection, first five team selections. Pro Bowl writers of America voted him as a first team All Pro three times before the Associated Press began, including the special teams and All Pro squad in 2016. He made uh, 239 regular season appearances for the Patriots and played in 25 playoff games, serving as special teams corner store of uh, Bill Belichick's uh, outfit in New England. Belichick recently uh, described Slater as the greatest gunner of all time. Um, he was drafted as a wide receiver, just caught one pass through his career. Um, that, I think that's the biggest thing that's going to no, no, hurt him by making the Hall of Fame. No, he only had one catch. Yeah, the 10 Pro Bowls, the three Super Bowls, what he did as a special teams player is truly incredible because you're never going to see a special teams player do what he did. You know, most, you know, most players, you know, most special teams player for the whole entire career they bounce from team to 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 team. Because special teams player, they're technically part of the team. A special teams player, they can uh, get claimed as many times from teams through the whole entire career. No, as a special teams player, you can play for six, seven, eight teams in one season. Um, and that didn't happen with him. Um, but it's going to be tough to see him make the Hall of Fame. I, I, I don't think he will. He definitely made the Patriots Hall of Fame. Um, no, he... he it's going to be, I don't know, it's going to be tough. Um, no, he definitely has the candidates to eventually be inducted to the uh, Hall of Fame, but history has been kind of, uh, has been kind to uh, former Gunners looking for the uh, uh, bus into Canton. Former Buffalo Bill special teams uh, teamer Stephen uh, Tasker, who retired with seven Pro Bowl nods and five uh, first-team All-Pro bursts, has yet to be inducted despite being a semi-finalist on eight occasions. Uh, Slayer's father, Jackie uh, Slayer, became a Hall of Famer in 2001 after posting a decade of career as an offensive tackle for the Los Angeles Rams. Um, I don't, I don't think he'll make it. I, I mean, if he does make the Hall of Fame, um, then you definitely got to add uh, Steve Tasker. But I, I definitely don't see Matthew Slayer making the Hall of Fame. He'll make the Patriots Hall of Fame for sure. But there's absolutely no way he's making the uh he'll make the Patriots Hall of Fame, but not the uh, NFL Hall of Fame. And if he does make the NFL Hall of Fame, the NFL actually lets some special teams gunners make the Hall of Fame. I don't think it's going to be for another you know 15, 20, 25 years he makes the Hall of Fame, or sometime down the road, years and years down the road, if the NFL actually lets special teams uh players make the Hall of Fame. But I don't think he will. He definitely make the Patriots Hall of Fame. Um. Speaking more about the uh, NFL, this kind of note is 
I find this kind of crazy. Uh, Vikings are unwilling to give Kirk Cousins a fully guaranteed deal. He signed a three-year, $84 million guaranteed deal with the club in 2018 when he signed uh, two extensions that kept the Minnesota until the end of 2023 campaign. He's uh, scheduled to become a unrestricted free agent in March. Minnesota reportedly spoke with Cousins camp last week, and the two sides are maintaining contact. Uh, the remain that uh, the uh, remain. Uh, that signed uh, Cousins' 2018 contract is no longer uh, with the Vikings. Uh, General Manager uh, Rick uh, Spillman and Head Coach Mike Zimmer were fired in 2021 to, uh, and replaced with uh, Kwezi, I'm going to botch his name, Kwezi, Adafado, Mencia, and Kevin O'Connell. Uh, he tore his Achilles in Week 8 of this past season. Uh, he was on pace to have one of his better seasons of his career, totaling 2,331 passing yards with 18 touchdowns against 5 interceptions. Uh, Minnesota currently has $23.8 million in cap space, according to Over the Cap. Like I said, Nick Mullins and uh, Jaron Hall are the only quarterbacks the Vikings have under contract. Um... No, uh, there was an article a couple weeks ago that said uh, that Justin Jefferson wants Kirk Cousins to say. He wants Kirk Cousins to be his quarterback. And that's big. You know, if you're a star wide receiver saying he wants his quarterback to stay, that could define what's going to happen with, you know, with Justin Jefferson. Because I don't think Justin Jefferson wants those two quarterbacks to throw to him besides Kirk Cousins. And, you know, if the Vikings don't bring him back, what do the Vikings do? No, do they hopefully try to trade? Do they try to trade to get an, uh, an early pick? Because I got the, I think they got the eleventh pick right now. Um, do they trade down? I mean, like, like, what, what do you do? Do you do you trade down to? What do you do? I I don't know who's going to be there for the uh, for quarterback the eleventh pick unless you can unless JJ McCarthy is in Jeff JJ McCarthy. Um, I mean, they don't got the money to bring him back. If you do, you have to give him most of that $23.8 That that you really can't, you know, you really can't do much with 20. I, I don't know. I, I found the Vikings, you can't do much. I mean, I, get, I don't know. I mean, unless players can restructure their contracts to get a little more money, you can bring them back in a one-year deal. Speaking more about the NFL, uh, Justin Fields downplays the decision to unfollow Bears on social media. He says, I still mess with the Bears. This with that. I'm just trying to take a little break, Fields said Wednesday on the St. Brown, Brown Bros podcast, which features Detroit Lions wide receiver Amon Sarver St. Brown and Comedius uh, St. Brown. He says, I unfollowed the Bears in the NFL. I unfollowed the Bears in the NFL, uh, Fields said. I'm not trying to have football in my timeline. Uh, Phil's decision to unfollow Chicago comes uh, during an offseason in which he's widely expected to be traded. The Bears own the number one and number nine picks in the uh, NFL draft and are expected to select a new single caller. Uh, Fields is aware in the rumors uh, included uh, them in the list of reasons why he needs to take a break. He wants to say it's either keep Fields or we want Fields. It's either okay, draft Caleb Williams, man. I'm tired of hearing that. I just want all to be over Fields said. However, uh, despite the uncertainty, Fields wants to remain with the Bears. He says, I can't see myself playing another place, Fields said, according to the uh, 33rd team. Um, he's only 25. Um, I know he doesn't... I, I, his record's not the best. Uh, it's ten. And, he's 10-28 and 28 since he was selected number 11 overall in 2021. He... Uh, Boost 6,674 yards, 40 touchdowns, 30 interceptions on 60.3% uh, passing in 40 career games. He's also run for 2,220 yards and 14, 14 scores. Um, 
Same situation, like I said about Mac Jones. No, Justin Fields really hasn't had a lot. No, and, I mean he had DJ Moore, but he traded DJ Moore. Um, <clears throat> I mean, if Justin Fields goes to the situation. If Justin Fields goes to a situation where he can win, no, you, you trade, no, you trade for DJ Moore. I thought they trade DJ Moore. I'm a freaking idiot. Um, I mean, DJ Moore, he's a decent wide receiver, um, but that's all he's really had is. I mean, he only he was traded. No, you only had him for you know. Justin Fields only had DJ Moore for one season to throw to, but um, I don't know if I'm Justin Fields. I would want to get traded. I would want to get out of Chicago. Chicago is a, a franchise that I would not want to play for. I would want to go to a place that's going to want me. I want to go to a place that's going to be able to win, and it's not in Chicago. I don't know if any teams really trust Justin Fields, but you know if you get you know if he gets into a situation where he can win, and a team wants him that you know that that has decent weapons around him, then if I'm Justin Fields, I would want that. I, I want out of Chicago, and I think Justin Fields knows that. He's definitely getting traded. Uh, now we're going to jump into some... Uh, I got one NHL news. We're going to knock NHL out of the way. Um, the Arizona Coyotes you know, have put forward uh, Adam Razak on unadditional waivers to terminate his contract. Um, I don't know how many guys are hockey fans are... And if you guys are hockey fans, whoever listens to this podcast... I don't know if you guys saw this video. <laughs> this was freaking nuts. Uh, the move comes after our Razika posted a social media video of himself with a white powder pairing to be cocaine in a credit in a uh, on a, in a credit card on the counter. The team announced Friday that uh, he was going on waivers uh, for termination purposes and said it would have no further comments at this time. Um, he's a second season of a two-year contract worth uh, $1.525 million. Um, He's been only with the Coyotes for about a month since they claimed him off waivers from the Calgary Flames on January 25th. Um, he has no points in three games with Arizona after uh, nine in uh, th- after nine points in 39 with Calgary. He's played in 117 NHL games since making his debut in 2020, April of 2021. Uh, he's the second player in the league this season to have his contract terminated following Corey Perry with the Chicago Blackhawks after they said the veteran bring a violated team workplace uh, policy. Um... Bro, why? Why? I mean, I don't know if he did it just to get out of Arizona because Arizona has been a dumpster fire for most since for the Coyotes have been a dumpster fire ever since coming to the NHL. I uh, only made a playoffs playoffs a handful of times, I believe, and you probably just you probably said to himself, "I don't want to play for this shitty franchise." Let's sniff some cocaine and get the hell out of here. Um, this is a uh, this this uh, I just he's a freaking idiot, man. You know the no the NHL no punishes players for uh, off ice for uh off ice conduct such as uh, Rockers Washington's uh, uh Vandy Kostov was spent three games twenty nineteen for inappropriate conduct less than a month after he was banned from playing in Russia for four years because of a positive test for cocaine. What's that with hockey players and cocaine? Um what you're never gonna see this dude in the NHL again. Now he threw away his career, he threw away his dream playing the NHL. 
all because he wanted to sniff some cocaine. Uh, dude, you, you, you really got to be stupid to think... I, I I I don't know what the hell was going through his mind. Unless he was already all coked out. He was all drugged out. Because I don't mean, obviously I don't do drugs. Never touched him in my life. So I don't know what, obviously, no, that was to do mess you up. So he, was, he was probably already out of it, you know, when he posted that video. Now, you got to be stupid to do that. Um, You're never going to see this guy in the NHL again. Unless you do, I, I don't know. I mean, I doubt any team's going to trust him. But, um... You gotta be freaking stupid to do that. Uh, let's jump into some uh, NBA. Um, apparently, the NBA is trying to get a team back in Seattle, and Kevin Durant said he wants to be part of Seattle uh, expansion team. He says, "I believe it will be back." Uh, Durant began with his uh, career with the uh, Seattle, uh, Seattle SuperSonics, which I wish they never left. Uh, before the team re uh, relocated to Oklahoma City in 2008, uh, was asked for an interview with business partner uh, Rich Clayman for a uh, boardroom if he wanted to be part of a potential expansion te franchise team. He says, "Without a doubt, without a doubt," I replied. I feel like the fran I feel like that franchise for one is an iconic uh, brand with the NBA. And I feel like the market. I feel like that market is basketball market. Uh, that needs influence of NBA team in the city. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver has in indicated that the league is interested in adding a new franchise, but it hasn't committed to a uh, timetable for expansion. If, when it happens, Durant is confident that Seattle will be uh, among the cities getting a new team. He says, I believe, I, be I believe it will be back, Durant said. I believe it will be part of expansion in the league, and I help run and I help run the team and help guide the team as they come into the league. I would absolutely love that. When I retire, obviously that's a dream come true. Um I mean it would be cool because Kevin Durant, he's gotta be how old is Kevin? Kevin Durant's gotta be like 35, 36 years old. So Kevin Durant's gonna be 36 in September of this year. You know, let's say if this does happen, let's say it's three years from now. He'll be 39. And let's say, you know, he says, I'm going to sign a one-year deal here and I want to retire as a Seattle Supersonic. And that's if they even keep their name. They could change their name, but let's see if they come back as a Seattle Supersonics. And let's say he signs, you know, a one-year deal to you know, end his career in Seattle. That would be pretty cool. I think I think it would be cool. Um, It would be cool to see, see, uh, see, the, uh, see the Seattle Supersonics come back. I wish they never left. They should never left. Um, I mean, they got a hockey team now. We got a baseball team there. You got a uh, football team there. Uh, now we get a basketball team back. You know, those fans want. Um, those fans want basketball back. You know, that city loved that team. Those fans loved that team. And I remember years ago during WWE uh, Monday Night Raw, um, there was a wrestler, Elias. He was a bad guy. He was a heel. And I remember. I remember this. I, I remember um, what he said to these fans um, in Seattle. It, it it was cool. Let me pull this up. Of course, there's an ad. I just gotta find it. There it is.
Kings, you know, it's like having a basketball team in Seattle. Listen to the roar of this crowd. No respect for get left shrink. <laughs> Lions hit a sensitive button. Got Seattle right in the feelings. That's what poets do. Look, Oklahoma City. Now I get that. Well, clearly you've really upset them here, but uh, sports aren't exactly my thing, so... Oh, you know what else isn't my thing? Kev, you're going to have to speak up. These people are being very disrespectful. I said you know what else isn't my thing! I mean, dude, I, those fans, I mean, he wild them up. I, I would love to see Saddle come back. I, I, you know, when I used to play, um, you know, when the Seattle Supersonics were in no uh, NBA games, I always used to you know play as them. Um, I, I just, I just always liked to, I, 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 I like to us uh, old. I, I like the uh, Supersonics logo. I just, I, I would love to see them come back. Um, Speak more about NBA. Uh, uh, Steph Curry, one hundred percent thinks he, Clay, and Draymond will end the career with the Warriors. Uh, in an interview with ESPN's Malika Andrews, Curry said Thompson and uh, Green have shared a goal of retirement with the Warriors and in the careers. He says uh, 100% Curry responded when he uh, asked if he thinks the uh, trio will be Warriors for life. He wanted to say, I think it's also been a motivator for us. And I think the way uh, that we talk about it is not not we only want to end our careers with the Warriors, but continue to complete at a high level. Um, but if you want to end it the right way, he wanted to say, I think uh, we've been through a lot this year. The three of us, especially with Draymond's absence for a while, with Clay taking a new role in a uh, new cast of characters uh, that we have uh, that are right alongside us in the journey. I think it's every extremely possible to accomplish both. Uh, we just have to protect the identity of who we are as the best we can. I think we're moving in that right direction. Curry, Thompson, and Green have spent their entire career in Golden State, winning four championships together between 2015 and 2022. He's under contract with the Warriors through 25-26. Wouldn't be, uh, no, about 37. Um, I think they will. I mean, but you still, you got uh, Draymond Green contract uh, contract runs through 26-27, which includes a player option for the final year. And uh, Clay Thompson will be a, up by the uh, at the end of this season. Um, even if they don't, let's say if Clay Thompson leaves somewhere uh, else, um, that is one of the greatest big three to ever play the game. No, four championships. Uh, what they've done from, no, 15 to 20, 22 is absolutely incredible. You know, you're never going to see a run like that, what the Warriors did. Um, not, they're going to go down as one of the best duo to ever play the game. No, four championships in, no... What's that? No, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Yes, I counted on my fingers. No, four championships. It was that seven, eight years. That's freaking incredible. That's incredible. You know, you're never going to see that again. Um, 
yeah, seven years. That 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 that's absolutely incredible. You know, you're never ever ever going to see a run like that again. No, four champs in seven years. Even if no, they don't end their careers. Warriors, very very good run and very good run in the seven years they had. Um, Allen Iverson said he'd average 43 points per game in Martin NBA. During an appearance on the big podcast with Shaquille O'Neal, Iverson was asked how many points he thinks he'd average in the Martin NBA. He, uh, he said uh, intentionally he uh, intentionally has said to answer not wanting to toot his own horn, but he responded with 43. He says, I lost the scoring title, scoring title with, uh, to Kobe Bryant the year he averaged 35. Iverson said, I average 33, and I'm not just thinking like if I were if I were to play in this ever where it's wide open, I can average 33 in a season. I'm going to take it up to 43. I know 10 points more. Um, he averaged 26.7 points per game across his 14-year career and had four seasons which he averaged more than 30 points per contest. Uh, right now, Luca is leading the uh, NBA with 34.2 points per game this season. And I think the thing about the NBA now is much different from when Allen Iris Allen Iverson played. No, all it seems like that what the NBA is nowadays is well, all these players do is jack up threes now, jack up threes, jack up threes, jack up threes. That's what the NBA is now, just you jack up threes. And honestly, I think Allen Iverson is right. No, I I got into sports. I started getting into sports like two thousand three, two thousand four. Um, so I I I mean I definitely remember Allen Iverson. Um, Allen Iverson was a hell of a player. The reason why he had the nickname The Answer, um, and I, I, I truly believe that. I mean, I wouldn't say 43 points, but I think Allen Iverson would average at least, you know, 20-something, 30-something points per game in, in this Spartan NBA. Um, you know, I mean, all, all you have to do, all I would have to do is jack up threes. That's all these players do nowadays. Um, I definitely think you could play in this Spartan NBA. In uh, WrestleMania came early NBA. Jimmy Butler among a four injected in a uh, scuffle between the Heat and Pelicans. Uh, less than one minute to the final frame, uh, Kevin Love bear hugged uh, Zion Williams as the uh, latter attempted a shot. Uh, involved a uh, scuffle uh, between both clubs. Uh, cooler heads seemed to prevail moments uh, later, but tempers flared again when. Uh, uh, New Orleans big man uh, Jonas Valkunis took an apparent swing at Miami center uh, Thomas Bryant. I don't know he was in uh, Miami. Well, the picture is showing a very sad story right now here in New Orleans. 
Uh, then Jim Butler appeared to provoke uh, Nigel Marshall with a push. The Pelicans forward then respond by grabbing his neck. Oh, Jimmy with the initial push and the damaging clip of video. Najee Marshall was talking tough as he continued to back away. Uh, he coach Eric Sports also weighed in uh, about this scuffle. He said he never wanted to see uh, that. Uh, Sports said once it was all done, the response uh, the response was appropriate, display physically forced, uh, but uh, not going over the top. Uh, Butler Mar uh, Butler Bryant Marsh and Pelicans uh, reserve Jose Alvarado or all uh, Alvarado were all ejected from the game. Love was handed a uh, common foul in the play. Um, I just think I I just I it was. Just, I think, a misunderstanding of the play. Spolcher said, I think Zion on that play uh, slipped on that play when uh, Kevin Love grabbed, uh, grabbed him, and uh, it looked like a lot worse than it was. Um, I mean, I've been to a plenty of Celtics games through my life, and I have never, ever have seen something like that. You know, I've never seen a fight like that happen at a game. It wasn't really a fight. It was just like a scuffle, but I've never seen that happen in a game I've gone to. I think it would be fun to see. It really would, especially the uh, Malice at the Palace, whatever it was, with the Pistons and uh, Pacers in 2004, I believe it was, 2005. That would be cool to see. Um, but I'm, And I've never seen a scuffle uh, happen in an NBA game. Obviously, I've been to a bunch of hockey games. You see fights happen in hockey games. Uh, never seen it at a baseball game, um, but I think we cool. You no, know, go to a game and besides hockey, you know, fights happen in hockey, but it would be cool to go to you know in, in baseball, football, um, basketball. See a scuffle happen. I, I've never seen it happen. You no, know, going to a basketball game. Uh, speaking about baseball, we're going to end with baseball. Obviously, we're going to start with the Red Sox. Rafael Devers urges uh, the Red Sox brass to improve the roster. He says they know what we need. Uh, they need to make an adjustment to help us get a better position to win, he said. Um, according to Illustrated Press, everybody in the organization wants to win. We as players want to win. I think uh, we they need to make an adjustment to help us win. He wanted to say, I'm not saying that team is not okay right now, but they need to be uh, cautious of what are the weaknesses and uh, what we need. Uh, he can... Uh, Devers' comments followed similar from the uh, vet, uh, from veteran closing uh, Kenley Jensen, who admitted he's frustrated with the direction of the Red Sox after an underwhelming offseason under uh, uh, new baseball officer Craig Brislow. Right-hander uh, starter Lucas uh, Giolito, outfielder Talonil, infielder Ron Gresham, and uh, injured Liam Hendricks, uh, who will talk about won't be available to pitch for most of the campaign where Boston's biggest additions during the offseason when they um, which they traded Chris Sale and Alice Verdugo and let Justin Turner depart free agency on paper the 2024 Red Sox look similar to the squad from a season ago that finished in last place in the American League East with 78 wins uh, PEC2A projects in a decline win total for Boston this year after the club did not did little upgrade to the pitching staff that finished 20th in FIP and 21st in ERA he says everybody knows what we need. Dever said, "You know we need. You know what we need. In that, uh, they know what we need. There's just some things that I can't say out loud, but everybody knows the organization knows, uh, the game knows the game knows what we need. He's not wrong. No player. No. Now you got Rafael Dever saying it, and Kenley Jensen. 
Mike said, article. he said he's frustrated. He said, I'm definitely frustrated, Jensen said, according to uh, Rob Bradford of WEEI. He says, I came here for two years. Uh, we're year one. We are going to compete, but year two, uh, they were really going to go after it. He says, I get it. They have been a lot of changes in organization. They have different vision now. I get it. It's part of the business, but at the same time, I have one more uh, I have one more uh, year left here. I'm going to give the fans the best I have. He wants to say I'm always have been uh, I've always been uh, dedicated my craft to what I'm doing. He says I want to be great. I want to put a show. So I'm going to give uh, my best all the time when I step on the mound. He wanted to say, but it's definitely frustrating watching how things go. But it's not our control. He uh, what is in our control is uh, to go out here and uh, be the best leader I can be. Be the voice. Uh, I can be in the clubhouse, help the young guys, help myself, and learn to win. Um, you know, now you got two players, two players saying they're frustrated. I mean, you got players saying it. You got fans on your Twitter and Instagram saying it. You got fans on your social media saying sell the team. I've, if I can go back and listen to how many times I've said on this podcast that the Red Sox used to be a team that go out and spend money, I'd be rich. I would not have to go into work on Monday. The Red Sox used to be a team that would go out and they would go spend money. I mean, I said in the podcast before, you know, the players that they signed, the contracts that they gave, and no, you're 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 not doing that. Um, you're not going out. You're not. You're not signing players. I used to look forward. Uh, I used to you know look forward to the winter meetings. Look forward to um what the Red Sox would do. You know they would always go out. They would always go out and spend money. They would always go out and you know improve this team each and every single year. And and other fans of teams not the Red Sox would go do it. You know, John Lackey. No, I, I, no, I'll just name a few. I got an article right here. Um, that's, of course, one you got to pay for. I, I don't understand why it, it. I don't understand why it does that. I really don't. Okay. Um. Hold on. No, Manny. You know, you signed Manny to eight years, hundred sixty million. Uh, no, J.D. Martinez, five years, hundred ten million. Johnny Damon, four years, thirty-one million. Um, Koji Urari, no, you signed him for one year. No, he was a huge piece. Um, here's the one I wanted. This is the one I mentioned before. Um, no, Dice came out. Dice came out to Zaka. I know that what that it wasn't the best. Um, but no, that was no six years, hundred three, hundred three point one million. You know, um, Jim Martinez already said a five years, hundred ten. Um, you know, Trevor Story that that's an awful signing, six years, hundred forty million. Call Crawford for another awful one, seven hundred seven years, hundred forty two million. Uh, Chris Seal, five years, hundred forty five million. Uh, that was they, them resigning him. Adrian Gonzalez, another bad one, seven years, hundred fifty four million. I mean, there have been some pretty bad ones. Um, already said Manny. Um, 
David Price, that didn't work. I mean, it was rocky. Uh, his time in Boston, seven years, $217 million. Um, I mean, David Ortiz, they signed David Ortiz. I mean, and look what that turned into. But I, I'm just saying, the Red Sox used to go out. They used to go send money. They used to go improve the team each and every single year. And they don't do that anymore. And it's, it's it, it, as a Red Sox fan, it sucks. It's, it, it, I, I, I can't stand it. Um, you know, you used to go out, you used to go out and you used to spend money. You used to go out and you used to improve your team. Now you're not doing that anymore. No, the Red Sox, they're going to be miserable to watch. You know, I mean, if you're a Red Sox fan, you're listening to this, I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. You know, watching the Red Sox game towards the end of the season last year, last few months, Fenway was probably about, I would say, 75% full. And now this upcoming season, who knows? You know, Fenway used to be jam-packed. And, you know, I, I, our fans are really going to want to spend their money to go watch this team, this dumpster fire team. I'm not gonna want to spend money to go watch it. You know, these fans are gonna be frustrated. Um Smilt Liam Hendricks, uh, was a two year deal, uh worth ten million. Um no, he's recovering from Tommy John surgery. Uh he made five appearances for the Chicago White Sox last season after coming back from a battle with non Hopkins uh, lymphoma, which is awesome. However, his first term was short lived due to his elbow injury. Um he was one of the best relievers in baseball between twenty nineteen and twenty twenty two, authoring a two twenty ERA. Um I don't know. I mean it's good to see him though that he fought what he is he's he fought what he went through. But you know, you're signing a guy it's not gonna be able to pitch this season. It just makes no sense. What this team is doing is uh, embarrassing. Um Pablo Sandoval's back in the MLB, baby. Uh, he's joined the Giants camp in a comeback attempt. Uh, he's 37 years old. Um, I mean, I I don't think he'll make it. He's apparently serious about making MLB comeback and made it known that he's feeling great. Sandoval hasn't played in the majors since 2021, where he spent 69 games. Nice with the Braves. Primarily as a pinch hitting specialist, he was traded to Cleveland for uh, eventual uh, Braves playoff hero Eddie Rosario in July of that year, but was released without playing the game for the Guardians. He spent the 2022 season in Mexico, didn't play at all last year. Um, I mean, he could be a DH since the uh, MLB does DH now. Um, it's crazy to see him come back. Now, I remember the freaking Red Sox signed him back in 2015. I was all happy. And look at that happen. His fat ass broke his belt when he fucking swung. Um, we're going to end this with some uh, Yankees news. Um Yankees on that how uh, Steinbrenner isn't ruling out the team making more moves this offseason. He says, given where we uh, where we are, payroll rise and additional to the club is going to be costly. One, but I'm willing to consider anything that comes my way. Anything, any anything. Uh, General Manager Brian Cashman and his team bring my way. I'll leave it at that. But we're not done trying to prove this team. He said Thursday. The Yankees added uh, Juan Soto, Mar Marcus Stroman, Alice Verdugo, and others so far this offseason. Yankees come to project to have the third highest payroll at $307 million. Uh, the Yankees have been connected to 2023 NL Cy Young winner Blake Snell. Have probably made him offer. He says, I'm not going I'm not going into free I'm not going to get I'm not going to get free agency, he said. I'm just going to tell you uh, that we're going to continue to look at different options. Um, 
No, Yankees this season, not too good. I mean, they still finished uh, over 580 to an 80. Uh, missed postseason for the first time since 2016. Um, you know, if they can get Blake Snell, man, you, you, you got... Um, the hell's his name? Uh, Garrett Cole at your one. Probably... Uh, Number two, uh, who would you put number two? You you probably put um Blake Snelly, number three, Marcus Stroman, your four, um who's the dude they signed from um who's the dude they signed from the uh just a few years ago from the Giants? Well, I can't think his name. Carlos Rondon and ne uh, Nestor Coster, ne uh, Nestor uh, Cortez. Um, so your number one can be Garrett Cole. Your two could be if you bring Blake Snell. Your three could be Carlos Rondon. Your four could be Marcus Stroman. Your five could be Nestor Cortez. That's a pretty good pitching rotation. I know uh, Carlos Rondon since coming to the Yankees really hasn't been uh, that good, but. Um, But I mean, I, I that's a good pitch. They had the tenth best pitching staff in the MLB last year. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna be surprised if this team keeps adding and adding and adding. Um, and I just. You know, I've seen the AL East teams make moves in the Red Sox, not doing anything. Yankees improving like they usually do. And last but not least, Aaron Judge says, 2023 result, of, uh, uh, result embarrassed Yankees, and it still eats me. I missed 42 games after tearing uh, Ligman in his right bone toe, his right big toe, my bad, when he crashed into the right field fence at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> last uh, last uh, June, uh, a big reason the Yankees fell from postseason contention. He says it's going I, it's going to be I think consistent uh, maintenance. I think the result of my career. Judge said Thursday. The rest of my career, he said Thursday. Anything with injuries like that, you just got to stay on top, and it doesn't uh, flare again. Um, no, he hit 37 home runs and had 75 runs bad in 106 games. Uh, he says, I kept getting hurt in right field, so I think that's why they moved me to center field, he said. Uh, Don laughs at a news conference. He wanted to say, I think it's about playing smarter. He went on and understanding the field, understanding uh, the dimensions in that case. He says, I thought I had one extra step and I didn't in that situation. So that wasn't, uh, that goes back on me. He wanted to say, I got to be a little smarter. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's this year. I got to play smart, but uh, no, I don't think there'll be uh, any uh, cement uh, bottoms of uh, all center fields. Um, he says, a lot of guys were embarrassed, Judge said. Um, kind of wake-up call, and I think uh, collectively as a group, we're all kind of looked at each other and said, uh, this can't happen again. Um, talking about how the Yankees missed the playoffs. In Judge's first season as the Yankee captain, uh, the 82-80 and 80 record uh, was New York's uh, worst since 1992. Uh, and it's World Series Dread has reached. They haven't won the... Wow, 2009 was 14 years ago. Holy shit. That's crazy. 14 years. Um, 
You know, this team definitely, you know, this team is definitely one of the favorites, you know, to win the World Series, to make the World Series. Uh, they're probably going to win the AL East. But um, that's the end of the podcast, guys. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. You know, long episode today. Thanks for always listening. Whoever listened this far, you guys are the best. And you'll be hearing my voice next week. Woo, woo, woo. Take care and spike your hair. Yeah.